and welcome to the Security Women podcast, where we speak to women of various leadership roles throughout Canada's security industry. Before this new school year began, I spoke with Danielle Wedepole, who currently serves as Director of Security at Sheridan College and has been a member of their security team for more than a decade. In this episode, Danielle discusses the challenges of managing security on a campus where not only are several thousands of students expected to return for in-person learning this year, but changes in the political climate and strong personal views are expected to play a role in how Sheridan's security team works to keep student spaces safe. Before we hear from Danielle, here's a quick word from our sponsor at Commissionaires. Unfortunately, security has a tendency to be reactive, so proactive decision-making in security can become critical. It can lessen risk if you have a proactive group. You have the obvious ones, securing your building, access control. The list goes on and on with those obvious areas, you know, cameras, things like that. But uh, internal factors become critical and, and quite often they're overlooked. My name is Lori Brito. I'm the Director of Contracts and Security Solutions with Commissionaires. Please visit our website at commissionaires.ca. Danielle, thank you so much for joining me today. What do you think it will be like to manage security at Sheridan College with more students coming back for in-person learning? Thanks so much for having me as a guest today, uh, Madeline. I'm really um, excited about welcoming back students in the fall, almost to entirely in-person learning um, compared with the last two and a half years. Um, I really have loved watching the smiles of the students and employees' faces lately when they see someone in the hallway. Um, and even seeing the optimism created at our in-person convocation um, really resonated with me because that's overall what security is about for me. It's making people feel that they're in a safe environment so they can focus on the things that really drive them. Um, so I feel like it's uh, wonderful to be part of enabling this. And uh, touring some new spaces like our student union space at one of our campuses, Hazel McCallion, with a beautiful new basketball court and room to collaborate really makes me excited for students to see it for the first time. Um, so overall, you know, the, the last couple of years have been challenging, but I've been really proud of our security team. And like many organizations throughout the pandemic, they were really at the forefront and um, stood out as a true pillar to our institution. And I think moving forward, it's really going to highlight the importance of security um, to campus activity in general and just what they can add in terms of value. Um, I think overall, too, you know, in terms of changes, um, some of the silver linings, if we think about the number of different and varied people we got to work with and collaborate with throughout the pandemic, um, really increased during the pandemic. We had more direct pipelines to messaging people, um, whether it was sending a quick text or a Teams message. And really getting to know people you might not have had the chance to know otherwise. Um, so really overall, I think um, our team thrives on human interactions and helping people. So it's always been, you know, how can we make a person's life better today? And so I've been very lucky to uh, think about welcoming back students across the college with, with many people that share the same values. Um, and it also, as another addition, can lead to great investigative success in incident prevention when people feel comfortable with your team and really recognize you as a partner. What changes do you anticipate for the new school year in the fall? Well, I mean, I think overall in terms of thinking through the fall and um, some of the challenges and changes that we, we might see um, over the pandemic, it meant that less people were in buildings and our team quickly realized that this also meant less people noticing and reporting things generally related to the buildings themselves. 
So our team had to devote more uh, resources to monitoring all the buildings, nooks and crannies. And um, so now as more people coming back on site, our priorities are going to shift again. Uh, so there will be more calls for assistance, helping people out. But with more people on site, it also serves as a great resource for us in security when people do report things. So it's really finding that balance in operations um, overall. It sounds like um, the facilities themselves were quiet, yet if you're a security, a member of the security team, you had quite a bit to do. Well, it's about uh, maintaining vigilance and just always kind of recognizing that even in the quietest of times, things can things can occur and we don't have that same resource of people walking around. So it's, yeah, it's a whole shift in mindset kind of coming back again to busy buildings. And what are the most challenging aspects of keeping people safe on a college campus? So I think, um, you know, there's not been any other time like this, and it's not unique to higher education, but we're in a very turbulent geopolitical era. um, And I think it really can impact our heart and our minds, sometimes more than we actually realize. And we do see transference to internal turbulence as people struggle um, with anxiety and depression. Um, It's also meant that more people have been isolated. They haven't been around crowds. Uh, People have differing opinions about public health measures in general. So we've really um, shifted our focus in security member training to customer service principles, nonviolent crisis intervention, mental health crisis response, verbal de-escalation tactics, uh, because these are needed more now than ever. Um, Our security team also has great resource cards that can link people to access services And they can even um, serve as a support 24-7 to people on our campuses. The other part to that is I'm also hugely aware of the health and well-being um, of our security members because they have such a difficult job. Uh, They were the ones enforcing health measures and helping people become acclimatized to what the new normal was for a while. So it's really about promoting a culture of concern and checking in with our teams, offering peer support I really think based on what's going on in the world lately that we need to anticipate challenges in the way that people treat each other across all businesses. So it's, it's, as I said, it's, it's, it's going to be hitting um, every sector. Um, I think one of the other bigger challenges too, is that we can't operate in a silo and we need to be aware of things going on around us. So being aware of local and international climates and the impact that they can have on the people around us so that we can try to help them as much as we can Um, So kind of knowing what's going on and even the lives of students and faculty members around you might change the types of resources that we can incorporate. Um, And we've been very lucky on my team um, in terms of gathering situational awareness. We actually have an open source um, investigative coordinator and a social media manager on the communications teams. And these roles really add value to us um, for pre-warning about global and localized risks and really thinking through how the virtual space can impact physical security. So it's really kind of looking at that that whole picture um, of security. Um, And I would think probably the the other large challenge that I do see is um, really thinking through change management Um, when incorporating new technology and how things might look different for an end user and really getting the um, end user comfortable with utilizing new technology. I think uh, as security leaders, we really need to critically assess if uh, security initiatives from the past are making us safer now and if there are updated solutions or if something's even still needed. Um, So close collaboration between teams in various realms um, is very important because ownership can really straddle like the security team, facilities, IT security, 
And it's really thinking through less traditional relationships and the best way to uh, make things more efficient. So I think we really need to think through technology. Um, does this solution lead to future flexibility, even if we aren't using all the features now? Um, even, even down to things like um, harnessing tech capabilities for things that we might not have used them for before. So instead of looking at video systems only as deterrence and investigative tools, um, how can we actually do things like pinpoint outlier behaviors or occupancy maximums with alerts? And how does this help us prevent crimes or assist in compliance if we're faced with uh, an occupancy control situation again, like the pandemic? And in terms of technologies or security measures that worked in the past, but have needed to change to continue working for you, is there a particular example that you could share? I think really uh, critically evaluating where you are, what's worked in the past, but where you want to be, um, even down to things like your access control systems, panic alarms, speaker clocks and phones, uh, video surveillance, it's all really important for us to be continually um, delving into the efficiency and effectiveness there. Um, I think also really harnessing tech capabilities. So instead of really looking at video systems as simply deterrence and investigative tools, um, how can we use them to pinpoint outlier behaviors or even things like occupancy maximums with alerts? Um, how does this help us prevent crimes or assist in compliance if we're ever faced with an occupancy control situation again? That actually brings me to my next question. Um, as an investigations and security leader coordinating direct incident responses, what do you find most intellectually stimulating about the work that you do? Although it sounds like everything is intellectually stimulating about what you do. You know what? I've been so lucky um, because I've had the chance to study security, work in security, teach in security, and now I'm a leader in security. And um, those opportunities have meant that I've really amassed a lot of knowledge on a broad range of topics. Um, and I think it's also really prepared me for many situations and to disaster daymare <laughs> about things that could be on the horizon. Um, so I really feel very lucky and happy that I get a chance to work on um, topics with other teams ranging from threat assessments and looking at the whole security landscape across physical infrastructure and IT security realms and really thinking about the ways that our teams intersect or the ways they should be intersecting. Um, on another note, I really do thrive when people feel safe and supported in our broader community and look at our team as a partner in their operational success. So uh, seeing the vibrancy for local businesses surrounding our campus as more people return is something that makes me genuinely happy because a lot of them depend on college crowd foot traffic. Um, we also have a lot of great things going on with some of our community partners. Um, with Kill Regional Police, for example, right now, um, a community fridge is in the works for community members to utilize fridge and uh, we also, I was also an operational lead running some very successful vaccine clin clinics at our Brampton campus during the pandemic. And I think um, on a final note, just staying inspired and really learning more from other great uh, role models in the field. I'm collaborating with some extraordinary women and supporters on a documentary right now called Women in Security, produced um, by a name, man named Richard Tico. And it really kind of showcases what women um, have been doing in the roles um, historically in the, in the industry and, and really kind of talking through uh, what it's like to be a champion for, for young women. So that's something that I'll be um, really delving into more in the next uh, couple months as well. So I think overall, um, to sum it up, it's 
for me, security, as I mentioned before, is really about aiding the people around us and trying to make their days better. And it might not always be related to security. It might be um, something more related to customer service or just talking to them, but it can mitigate troubles that arise in life. And I think it really all just boils down to the relationships and supporting each other as much as we can. Thank you to my guest, Danielle Wedepole, and to our sponsor, Commissioners. And thank you all so much for tuning in. 